Hey, it's Eric Crocker. Remember, search my podcast press coverage on the Blue Wire Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne. This podcast is presented by Blue Wire, and I'm really excited today about a guest that I have, and that is Oklahoma offensive line coach Bill Bedenbaugh. He uh, is the offensive line coach for really the probably the premier unit in the country at this point. They just won the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line unit in 2018. He had four players drafted in the first four rounds of the NFL draft, so four or five offensive uh, starters on the offensive line. So he's doing incredible things there. He's had you know, Orlando Brown last year as well, and um, just the culture there, everything that's going on at Oklahoma is really special. But, but Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'm honored to have you on the podcast. No, thank you. I, I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, I really appreciate what you do for offensive line. Uh, this is a special group, a special position, and the more people we have out there you know, supporting it and pushing it, the better it's going to be. So really appreciate what you do as well. Oh yeah, thank you. It's it's a it's a pleasure for sure. I, I I couldn't agree more. I think offensive linemen are the the lifeblood of a football team, and and uh, I really get a lot of pleasure in trying to shine some some light into the position and the nuances, and you know just learning as much as I can along the way. And watching your your guys play the play the game is is really special because I think you know when you watch Oklahoma offensive linemen play, especially the last couple years. The thing that stands out the most, I call it competitive toughness, but really just the ability to finish their blocks on every play throughout four quarters. I mean, there has to be, I know, a a foundation there that you've established, a culture. Can you talk a little bit about that and just and and what you look for in offensive linemen in order to, to, to have the product that you do on the field? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's something that um, I was fortunate um, to have coaches and mentors that uh, taught me the right way. I mean, you know, technique, assignment, fundamentals, those are all really, really important things to being a great offensive lineman. But I think the mentality that you play with is is the most important. Um, and it always will be. And I had you know, numerous coaches that, that instilled that in me. And it's how I've always coached, you know, and, and the thing that I try to do the best I can is, is find it, find it when I'm recruiting these guys and then just continue to develop it. And we've been very fortunate. And a lot of it started when I got here. We had a good group when I got here. And then Orlando Brown was like that from the day he stepped in here. So, um, and then those guys that followed after, you know, were like that. And then, you know, you, you take a, a certain amount of pride in the way you play. And, and I've been very fortunate to have guys that love to play that way and, you know, trying to find some more guys that can play that way. Yeah, absolutely. So when you recruit guys and you're looking for that, that, that mentality that you speak of is obviously I think on film you, you have to see it there. But in terms of football character traits, personal character traits, are there certain things that you could speak on that – that really tell you that they have the right sort of mindset and that that switch that they can flip on the field is there is there a couple things there that you know when you see it you know it and and that's what you really kind of look for you know I think that's that's really hard to do you know especially you know when you're recruiting guys so early so you have to rely on what you see on tape 
and then the coach's recommendations when you're going out there to, you know, recruit high school kids. It's tough, you know. I mean, if you don't see it on tape consistently over and over again, especially on highlight tape, then you're probably never going to get it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying if you don't see it when you're recruiting these guys, you're probably not going to get it. And I couldn't say one personality trait, you know, overall, because the four guys and then Creed, you know, they're all similar, but they're all really different too. You know, I mean, it's, it, there's not one thing that stands out, you know, uh, in those guys, but, um, but really you got to find the guys that have the passion to play that love to play the position. You know, I mean, that's, you know, ultimately what you are hoping to find. And I think the only way, I mean, everybody's, every kid you recruit is going to say, Hey, I love playing offensive line. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's the time that you put in, it's how, what you put on tape that shows me that you're passionate and you love playing the position. Right. Yeah, definitely. Everything that's put on tape is, you know, that's, that's the DNA of a football player, you know, that I've been told. And, and I, I couldn't agree more, you know, it was what they put on the film. So, so absolutely. So, you know, a, a guy, yeah, I just want to go into some of these players, you know, I, I, I got to start with what well, we'll probably just go right to left and, and start with Cody Ford, who, you know, I think he exudes that to, to the T, you know, him and Samia really stood out on that right side to me, just what they were doing to guys. I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah. un, unmatched, it, you know, in college. It was fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then Ford, just just his build and his frame. I mean, it's it's special the way he carries his weight. I think, and just uh, his athleticism on the field, his play speed, how quick he is for being that big and strong. I mean, what what about Cody Ford to you stands out more than anything else? And and just what was it like coaching that guy? I know that you know he started out as a guard and kicked out to tackle, but it seems like he brought that same mentality regardless of where he went. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, first of all, and I've, I've done, you know, everybody's asked me about Cody and I, I really, I mean, everybody can improve in the overall game, the techniques and the fundamentals, which he's going to have to, but you know, Cody really doesn't have many weaknesses. I mean, he, he really doesn't. He's six, three and a half, you know, he's 329, 330 pounds. He's very, very athletic. He's a long guy. He's thick everywhere, you know, so he's got everything you want, you know, and you're right. He started out, you know, as a, as a left guard for us, he started as a red shirt freshman, broke his leg against Ohio state. And at that time he was our best offensive lineman, you know, even at that age, and we had Orlando out there, you had Bobby out there, you had Drew. Uh, we had a center, Eric Wren, who went on as a free agent, played a little bit in the NFL. So we had a lot of good dudes out there. And at that time, you know, Cody was our best guy. You know, it took him some time to recover, you know, it was kind of a six, I think a six to eight month deal. So he gained some weight because um, he was off. He was on those one of those little scooters where he couldn't do anything, you know, and, and big dudes, like I'm a big dude when I'm not doing anything, I'm going to gain weight, you know. So, I mean, it's it, it that hindered him last year, not last, excuse me, the year before his sophomore year. So he started four or five games and then I never even anticipated he could play tackle, you know, he, he moving to tackle and being a successful as he has, has changed my perception of recruiting guys and pigeonholing guys. Cause I never imagined he could go out there and be as successful as he was. You know, he just has a, in my mind, the way I was, you know, evaluated guys, he's a guard body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, 
but he just went out there and he, he, from the first day, I mean, we had him at left tackle in the spring. He played left and right tackle in the spring and he was 350. And from the first day, I'm like, wow, this dude, this dude can be special. You know, and he just started losing weight and, and just, you know, really refining everything. And, and he's still got a ways to go. You know, he's only started 21 games in college. Right. You know, so he's going to – he's just going to – and that's what I told everybody. This guy's just going to continue to get better and better. I think and, – and obviously I'm biased, but I really believe when next year is all said and done that he's going to be the best rookie offensive lineman. I really do. You know, and, and again, I'm biased, but, you know, I've watched a lot of those guys, and, and I think Cody's going to be special. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I really liked him when I did his evaluation, and I agree with you just in terms of physically and what he can offer at the next level inside to me is just a little bit more appealing. But to have a guy who could do either, which I think he can, is obviously very valuable in the NFL. So he presents that versatility that teams love. But, man, 6'3", 330 with that athletic ability and that nastiness and strength inside, I mean, that just – I think that could be a lot of fun, but we'll see. I mean, he's in a yeah. he's in a good position in Buffalo, a lot of competition. No so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll work it out up there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to watch his game grow. And, um, yeah, I, I agree totally. He, he's, he was probably the most fun guy for me to watch out of all the guys I watched in college, just the way he plays the game. I mean, I love – the way he gets back in the huddle so quickly after he finishes a guy, like he just can't wait for the next rep. I, I noticed that so yeah. much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I no, mean, he loves playing. He yeah, loves playing. All yeah. those guys do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, the next guy, Drew Samia, you know, going to Minnesota, heavy outside zone scheme. I think that that fits. That's going to fit his athletic ability and his skill set well. But I mean, Samia was a guy who, man, he. I thought he was he was really good with his hands and in, in creating leverage on guys and getting guys off balance and putting them in the ground. And I love the way he uses leverage in his game. And he he played uh, a little bit of tackle as well, didn't he? Yeah, he started. He actually started as a true freshman at right tackle. Yeah, so he he can do it. And he also played some center. Now he never played it in a game. We got. Two of our backup centers got hurt about midway through the season, so we had to have him practice center. He never played it in the game. We just didn't get in that situation, but he's really practiced and played all three positions. Yeah, that's that's incredibly valuable as well, and I think Minnesota definitely they have a couple different positions there that need shoring up, so he's, he's probably going to play right away as well, and they got great value in getting him where they did. No, I agree. He's a, he's a, you know, he's another one. And, and, and like, that's what I was saying. These guys all have similar traits. You know, they all love to play the game. They're all tough. They're competitive. Some are more athletic than others. Some are stronger than others, you know, but the one thing about it is they all love to play and drew Drew's as nasty as they come. You know I mean? <laughs> you know, the one thing with this group and especially him is, and which I love, I had to rein these guys back in. I'm like, dude, dude, you know, you got to calm down a little bit, you know, but you know, which I like, it's it's better doing that than saying, go sick them, you know? So, um, and he was, he was one that was out there doing that, loves to play. Um, you know, he's got, he's got to control it at times, you know what I mean? And, And that's the one thing where he'd get, he'd get mad and he would, you know, lunge at a guy, try to go kill a guy, and he'd whiff on him, you know. And so he's got to control his emotions a little bit better, you know, uh, at the next level. But I think, 
you know, he's got to gain a little bit of weight, which I just saw on uh, some pictures of him in Minnesota, and it looks like he has. He was always a big guy, but he was real conscious about his body, you know, but I think he's, you know, he's a guy that could play at 315-ish, maybe a little bit more, and still have the athleticism, you know, that, that he needs to be successful in their system. Yeah, that would be a great weight for him, and it's nice that he did go to Minnesota, and as we know with Gary Kubiak in his past, he's typically been just fine with the guys that are a little bit light, so um, I think that it probably suits him well. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so that's that's a really good fit for him, just just in terms of what they're probably going to be asked to do, but, um, and, and you know, we'll go over to, to left guard and Ben Powers, and you know, that Ben was a guy, you know, going to Baltimore, I think that's a great fit. Getting to learn from a guy like Marshall Yonda is, I think, a, yeah. a really special opportunity for him at guard. Um, but Powers was a guy that I really appreciated because I thought he did a lot of the little things very well. He probably, you know, I don't think he's, you know, maybe as athletic as some of these other guys, but um, in terms of being a technician with his hands, and uh, just being very sound, technically sound, uh, that really stood out to me about him. But uh, he, he strikes me as a guy who's who's an extremely detail-oriented player. Um, could you talk about him a little bit? Yeah, no doubt. And he is, and he is. He's probably the one that was, and, and I don't want to undersell him, but just a little bit more limited than the other guys. But he's um, tough, you know, works hard. And you're exactly right. He, he pays attention to the details, very technique-oriented. Um, and I think he went to a great place. You know, him and Orlando are really, really good friends. You know, and Orlando was actually at his house the whole weekend up in, in, in Wichita with Ben. You know, oh, so that's, that's – cool. uh, you know, and like you said, you know, and Marshall really helped uh, – Marshall Yonda really helped Orlando. Orlando had nothing but great things to say about him, you know, him playing next to him. So he really helped him in his rookie year so. I think will help Ben too, but Ben, what what a story Ben is, you know, Ben, the only thing Ben had out of high school was Pitt State. That's it. And, you know, he's driving back from the visit and he says, uh, you know, dad, I, I can play at a higher level. I'm going to go to junior college. So he went to junior college and played for coach Schaffner there. who does a great job. And he called me up and, you know, Ben, I think got offered by Illinois or something early. And obviously they didn't want him to leave the Juco because he had more time left, but, you know, so he called me up and he said, hey, look, this guy's going to start getting offers. You need to get on him. And I watched his tape and I'm like, wow, we need to get this dude. He was tough. He was physical. He finished, loved his personality, loved his family. Um, you know, so he's going to do great things. He's the one that probably a little bit less heralded than the other guys. Yeah. But he's as good of a player as any of them. He really is. And, and you know, I mean, you know, he, he worked and worked and worked to get to this point. I'm really proud of him. Those are the, the, you know, that's why you coach. I mean, you coach for a lot of reasons, but to see a guy take the journey that he did and it pay off and him get a chance to play in the NFL is really, really special. A guy that had nothing coming out of high school. So, you know, really proud of him and can't wait to watch him, you know, at the next level. Yeah, I, I love stories like that, unheralded guys coming out of high school and then even coming out of college into the pros. I love following undrafted guys, but then even late-round guys. And, and just a guy like Powers on film, I think you really have to appreciate the nuances of the position, hand placement, using leverage, and then that toughness, physicality, all that stuff. I mean, that those are the type of guys that I love just finding and you know paying attention to as their career unfolds because – 
you know, they typically get over overlooked pretty easily. So that's, that's really cool to hear that background about, about Ben. Um, And then the last guy, you know, Bobby Evans, another guy who's, who's really nasty and physical. I saw him. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody's putting everybody on their back constantly. It seemed like when I was watching, but Evans did it a lot. And um, man, I, I think another great place for an offensive lineman to go is, is in LA playing for uh, coach Cromer, who's, done a great yeah. job with, you know, in Buffalo and, and in, and in LA, I think he's a, one of the best hires that McVay has made there. And, um, just a great offensive line coach by all accounts. So him going from you to him, I mean, being exposed to all this great coaching and then going into a system that's heavy outside zone again, I think is going to be interesting, but, but yeah, I, I think he could, do you think that he could probably go into left guard as well? Cause I think that that's probably where they have a more immediate need. Um, but yeah, just, talk a little bit about that maybe and just kind of Evans in general. Yeah, I think, you know, very, um, you know, he's a guy that was, we started at right tackle as a red shirt. I think the second game of his red shirt freshman year started over there, went to left tackle. And, you know, people think it's an easy transition. It's not an easy transition to go from right to left in anything, whether it's guard, tackle, um, but, you know, he did a good job of it this year. And I do, I agree with you on coach Cromer, you know, I've known Cromer for a while. His son was a student assistant here, talked to coach Cromer quite a bit. Um, he, he came out here, spent a week with us, um, actually talked to him when they drafted Bobby. I think he's really excited to, to, uh, get to work with him and, and he's got things to work on, you know, uh, just like they all do. But, um, I think he went to a great place because I agree with you. I think Cromer's one of the best in the NFL, one of the best in the world, really. He does a great job. I've learned a lot from him. He's really helped me out a lot in in this profession. So I uh, think he went to a great place. And then actually the scout there, Coach Kayser, that scouts our area, was actually my uh, college head coach for a year. So um, there's some, some good ties out there in L.A. And, um, you know, he's going to do a great job. He really is. And I, I do think he can play multiple positions. He's played both sides. He's practiced at guard very, very minimal. He's only gotten a few reps there for us because we, we kept him at tackle. But uh, he actually, I just saw him. He just came back up from the, the, they had their draft deal in Dallas where he's from. I just saw him. And he's at 315 right now, which is going to really help him. You know, he had, you know, he played 300 to 305 for us. But now he's up to 315. He looks good. He's got to continue to, to eat the right way, you know, gain some strength, gain some mass, you know, and all those things. But I think he's got a chance to have a special career, too, because he's got development to still do, you know. And then just like all these guys going in there, I don't care where you're from, you got to develop. But um, I think he's uh, went to a great place that's going to, you know, a guy that's going to really coach him up well. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, there's really not an immediate need for them as far as a starter necessarily. So that's good for a guy like Bobby, I think, to, you know, not have all that pressure right away necessarily. And then, again, to play behind a probably a, you know, future Hall of Famer and Andrew Whitworth is, um, you know, yeah. that's that's going to be another another great situation. So I know situation and environment is, is important for for guys to, to get into, especially for offensive line. So, you know, to have a strong room and strong veteran presences and strong coaching, all that stuff. So, I mean, great fit for, for Bobby, for sure, for his development. So that's exciting. And, and coach, the last thing I wanted to, to ask you about is I had a uh, coach Miller from Washington state, their offensive line coach. I had him on 
last week and I was talking and he mentioned that you guys were on the same staff at Valdosta State. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 My, uh, I think it was my second second year of coaching. Yeah, it was my second year of coaching. I was at Valdosta State for one year. Now, now I've known Mason for a while. We go we go way back. I mean, that was 90, let's say that was at 96. That's 20, what, two years ago. Man, I'm getting old. So, I mean, I, yeah, I've known him for a while, and he does a great job. Yeah, Coach Miller's he's great. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I just I was so fascinated by it when he dropped your name on top of the fact that you know it was Mike Leach, Hal Mummy, Dana Holgerson, Coach Miller, you. I mean, I just I would love to be a fly on the wall in that in those offensive meetings and just to to hear what was going on. I mean that that must have been incredible because every I mean the air raid system and the things that have come from that 22 years ago are all over college all over the NFL now so I just I just you know I'm fascinated by that and I'm sure that was a pretty cool experience uh, there's there's a lot of them out there man obviously Seth Luttrell we were together at Tech Sonny Dykes we were there Josh Heupel here at Oklahoma I mean you go around the country I mean there's I've been I've been extremely fortunate. I mean, I've worked with the best dudes on offense in college football. I mean, every, every one of them, you know, I've been, I've been very fortunate and it's, it's shaped me, you know, to be the way I am. And, and um, those are all really, really good guys to work with and learn from. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. And I, I just, uh, I appreciate this coach cause this is going to really benefit all the people that listen to this who love offensive line play and love Oklahoma offensive line, like, like I do. And, uh, just can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to do this, and I appreciate everything. Yeah, no, I and again, I really do. I appreciate what you do, and and I, um, I think it's great for the sport, and it's great for this position, and um, fully support it. And I appreciate you having me on. Definitely, Coach. All right, guys, we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover. You get all of that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for $3. So I just want to thank Coach Bedenbaugh again for taking the time out of his busy schedule. I know he's busy on the recruiting trail right now and just flying around the country constantly um, for for him to take time out of his day like that I thought was really special and you know the things that he shared in terms of insight on players and just his his general philosophy and and things like that are are just invaluable you know for this podcast and for for everybody out there who loves line play to hear from one of the premier coaches of the position at any level is is really really cool so I, I thank coach for that 
and I'm just going to continue to find unique guests for you guys to share insight that you don't really get to hear anywhere else. And um, I have, again, a few more really exciting people coming up in the coming weeks. And I'm going to start talking about some of the other projects that I have going on as well. I just started adding to uh, the football glossary at over at InsideThePylon.com, which I think is really the premier football glossary that you'll find on the Internet. I just added a term there for offensive linemen and how they pass off and handle twists and stunts. So I kind of defined that and went through teach tape videos for you to show exactly what that should look like. And I'm going to be trying to knock out a couple of those a week. So definitely go over there, check that out. And, you know, as you guys know, if, if you follow me on Twitter at this point, I just started with The Athletic as well as the Denver Broncos film analyst. So I'm going to be writing for them over the course of next season and then um, I, I came out with a piece on their new tight end Noah Fant from Iowa and I'm going to be doing some more stuff this offseason as well so it's, it's exciting right now all the things that are going on and even though it's the offseason I'm watching a lot of film right now for various projects so um, just stay tuned and we're going to have a lot of exciting stuff for you.